0: This, this, this is a presentation of the Outlaw Sports Network. Welcome everybody
1: to a new episode of Beyond the Curtain my friends. It's the Macho Man Randy Savage
0: coming to you live in install Brother. Yeah, I'm hyped the fuck up right now, guys. Um, this show is gonna be freaking great. I'm I'm on my first cup of coffee, and I mean I am hyped the hell up. It is right now 10:45 Eastern Coast Time, Friday, November the eighth. Recording this the day before AEW Full Gear, nonetheless. It's going to be a banging, hanging, banging episode of Beyond the Curtain. So I want to welcome everybody that's tuning in. I've got three very special guests here on this episode. First, we've got some of the repeat offenders. It's almost like you're uh, sexually predators here on the, on the show. But that's all right. We've got hosts of Taking the Bump. Which is another term for cocaine users, I found out. But that's all right. <laughs> we've got the man, the bat boy, Jimmy Jam, Joey James Beatley Jr. How the hell are you, sir?
2: I am doing great. Hand still in my pocket, like Orange Cassidy. Let's get going, <laughs> boys.
0: Yeah, buddy. And we've got the most pessimistic wrestling fan on earth, the host of Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. Randy Ram Jam, Randall I really. How
1: the hell are you, sir? Yeah, I hope uh, uh, he said pessimistic. Let's be, uh, give the right term. It's realistic, not pessimistic. I'm just realistic.
0: You and Jim Cornette can go back into the 80s. That's fine.
1: Nonetheless, I'm blocked by Jim Cornette, so, you know.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised by the answer, Jim.
1: Anyways, we've
0: got a special. Third guest on the show today. We brought her in because, A, she's going to make a fun of us as we're recording this, but B, for and, and B, for entertainment purposes, and for C, to get a casual fan's perspective. Since my boy over here, Randall, likes to talk about the casual fans, we've got one in the house tonight on this wonderful 41-degree fall weather evening. It's my girlfriend. It's my love of my life. Hey, bae. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, how are you doing this evening?
3: I am doing just fine.
0: We are both right beside each other recording. I've got a little splitter of the audio over here. I'm thinking I'm the hot shit over here with this whole recording (laughs) stuff. Watch this be absolutely horrible put together. I don't care. It's going to be great. So, After that three-minute introduction and me not only drinking three sips of coffee, I'm hyped the hell up. I might crash before this episode is over. We'll find out. Nonetheless, we're going to get a little bit into our review of the previous episode of AEW Dynamite, which took place on November the 6th, a couple of of days ago, before this recording. It happened live from the Boatplex, Bojangles, or as we saw those, had to call it, the Bohangles Coliseum in wonderful Charlotte, North Carolina. Before we get into kind of the dive into of the show, we'll just kind of review kind of the quick points of the show and then kind of go about how we all took at it as a as a fan's perspective, how we enjoyed the show, what we liked and what we didn't like, and Randall's going to have his five, five minutes rant, so we'll get to all that, but... Overall, did you guys give it a thumbs up? Did you give it a thumbs down? We'll start with a new we'll start with a newbie. Miss Haley, did you did you did you give this past week's episode a thumbs up or a thumbs down?
3: <laughs> Definitely a thumbs up, in my opinion.
0: I like it. I like it. I give it a thumbs up because yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I'm wearing an AEW shirt as we speak. That's how much of a mark I am. <laughs> Joey Bad Boy, James Bealey, what did you think, sir?
2: It was, I was going to be a thumbs up regardless because that's just better than anything else. But seeing it live, two Orange Cassidy thumbs up.
0: Oh. I like it. I like it. And rounding out our guest panel over here, Randy Ram Jam, Randall Bealey, what did you think?
1: Um yeah, I, I'm going to have to give this one a thumbs down. Um, yeah, we can just move on.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure you're going to get into how, how you <laughs> give a thumbs down, all that good stuff. So before we get into our whole dynamic review of it, of Dynamite, we'll just kind of run down the list of what happened on the show. We started out with Pyro, which was so fantastic to see in person uh, for the first time in God knows how long, how many years it's been since I've seen a wrestling show with Pyro. And I understand that Pyro's not everything, but man, it just it just adds a whole new dynamic to it. It gets the crowd even more hyped up to know that there's nice, loud, warm fire putting in your face. It's so great. But anyways, we get started. We get Trent of the Best Friends against Pac. I think the biggest pop of that um, match was um, our man Freshly Squeezed showing up, which is Haley's mm. favorite wrestler, by the way.
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, she hates Haley's It's
0: great. We pick on her so much about it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Pac does uh, end up getting the win here. Um, I re-watched the show just a few, like, uh, literally right before we went on air, I was watching most of the show again. Being in the crowd, we noticed that after Pac hit the red arrow, we are like, it looked like the ref stopped the three count, or if mm-hmm. if uh, Trent got the shoulder up, we are like, how did he get the shoulder up? Yeah, no, it was a botch. It should have been a three count. I don't think Trent got as any, I don't think Trent moved, and the ref stopped the three count, and then Pac made him tap out to the brutalizer, so whatever. Pac wins. Um, crowd loved it. Cody delivered a great promo we we'll get into that later. Um, next match was Private Party versus Dark Order. One of that match faced uh, the Lucha Brothers as well as SCU for the World Tag Team Championships at Full Gear, in which Private Party did win in a pretty decent match. Um, after that, we got a tag team, women's tag team match. Riho and Shanna face off against Jamie Hayter and Emmy Sakura, in which Sakura got a nice... Pin on the women's champ, and she'll fight her this uh, or tomorrow night at Full Gear. Um, and then we got uh, main events, Adam Page, Amy and Adam Page, Kenny Omega versus Le Champion, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara, um, in which the Inner Circle did pick up a win, and we had a brawl to end the show that I thought set up nicely for, for pay-per-view Tomorrow night, as of this recording, but you're listening to this, and it'll probably be Saturday morning, so tonight. Either way, sets up nicely for full gear. So, that's a rundown, quick two-minute spiel of that. Now we get into the fun stuff of how everybody thought of their show. I want to save the casual fan, Haley, for whilst. So, first, let's get it out of the way. Go ahead and give me a spiel. Ram jam. Just, just make my ears bleed
1: go ahead <laughs> so before we get into that just real quick i know so it's cool to have a casual fan but you didn't have to go out and do all that i am the voice of the casual fan on this show
0: how are you the voice of the casual fan when you've been watching wrestling for years and years and years that makes no and- sense
1: the same way Vince is the voice of the casual fan, and he was Vin in Russo the business.
0: is a voice of his asshole. He is not a voice of a casual
1: fan. Anyway, um, I'm the voice of the casual fan on this show. Anyway, so let's get into this. Um, first off, my first problem that I have with this whole thing right off the get-go is these is, is there's no backstory for the most part to how these matches got together. They just started throwing people together Trent and Pac have no previous history that we know of. So why are they fighting? Um so sort of right off the bat yeah. Um and then uh let's see, Cody's promo. Probably the best part of the night in my opinion. Um and let's see, moving on. Uh us this is go about what I didn't did not like. Um again the like I said, the matches uh, they just seemed thrown together. No there's no story. We're six weeks into the show now and we only have really one true storyline and that is the elite versus the inner circle. Um and and even that story, in and of itself, isn't captivating to to a lot of. I mean, to the marks, to to the people who who uh, actually think this is still uh, real. Uh, they they like the storyline, but I mean, I don't necessarily care for it. Um, I'm glad Cody made the announcement uh, that if he loses. Uh, he's never going to challenge for the title again because that just gave away that the, the fact that he's winning the match. Um, so uh, that and Jericho being uh, booked for Japan sort of kind of gave that away as well um, in two months. So, um, and then um, my second thing is, The fans themselves, Jesus Christ, if I've ever seen a more nerdy, dorky, no good virgin lives in their mother's basement group of people in my life, this camera was panning the crowd and looked awful. (laughs) These people, they... If, if you go back to the early 90s, late 90s, the Monday Night Wars, and you sh- look to the crowd, you had attractive-looking people on your screen. You got fat, no-good motherfuckers on the, on your screen now. Um, it's not cool. Wrestling is no longer cool anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, Orange Cassidy ruined the whole show for me. Uh, yeah, um... I kind of I figured figure he would get involved, but the gimmick's stupid, he's stupid, the whole thing is stupid. Uh uh, let's see. The number one thing. I'll end it with this. The number one thing that really up oh, that really made me mad. Six show. At least three to four of them have ended in these sort of chaos ending. Uh, finishes that to me no longer have any meaning um, because you do them so much. And so, yes, you set up four different matches in this one bra at the end, but you just wasted six minutes of time that you could have done more promo work or did more storyline advancement of, of as to why I should want to watch on Saturday. Instead, you just have all these people come out and beat the crap out of each other for the fourth time in six weeks and expect people who aren't wrestling fans to want to watch this. Um, And then um, there was one other point. I just completely forgot it. Um, Yeah, we'll just end it right there. The show, it's re- repeating the same thing it's been since week one. It's not a show f- that I like to watch. And it, a lot of the things that I say, about AEW, just to clear the water before you guys try to accuse me of being WWE Homer, the same thing AEW makes a mistake at, WWE makes the same mistake at doing. So wrestling in general doesn't make any sense anymore. It's not logical, it's not cool. Um, but AEW, you can definitely tell they're for the marks, and that's all they care about. Um, so if they're happy with eight hundred thousand people watching every week, I'm sure cool with them. Uh, but I'm not, in, I'm not interested in the show at all.
0: <clears throat> I imagine you're done. Yes. Good. You got my coffee cold, so now I'm an extra pissed off. Um. And, and, Spiel, 'cause I know he's gonna be he's gonna be next in this. Um, I'm not gonna try to steal all your all your points, James. So if I do I do apologize.
2: I'll try to make mine a little quick because I do have my own little spiel that I want to say. Can I can I prefer, preface something real quick? Sure. So you if you noticed, Mr Randall Beatley, while you were talking everybody else shut their goddamn mouths. On previous episodes, you like to interrupt us. Can you give us the same courtesy and shut up until we finish?
0: <laughs> sure, it's begun.
1: Maybe. Oh, second, real quick before you begin, I re- I remember what I was talking. The greatest line Jericho said wasn't even on TV, so ha, huh, y'all could pop for it, but the rest of the world don't even know about it. So. <clears throat> That's what makes the show fun to go to. Is that when shit doesn't hit the air, we feel
0: special because we've actually got.
1: Anyway, it, it was a stupid line to begin with, but I
0: mean it wasn't because you know, you know, it was funny. Anyways, but so let's get into a little bit of what you said. Haley does agree with you on the orange Cassidy thing. She she hates orange Cassidy, so uh, she she has your your uh, approval on that one.
2: Uh, That's probably no. the only thing, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, here's my thing. And first of all, before we get into all this. So, like we said, Haley is a casual fan. So, before anybody listens to this podcast, and and you guys already know that you're not going to tear her down or anything like that. Of course, she doesn't know the history like maybe we do or anybody else that may or may not listen to this show. This is why I brought her in, because she's a literal casual fan. Yeah, she got into wrestling Mainly to please me because it was something I was passionate about and she wanted to enjoy. I shit you not, guys. She may have watched a little bit of AEW. I think the first show we watched together was uh, Fighter Fest. Uh And then um, she was like, do they have another show come up? I was like, yeah, Fight for the Fallen. She's like, want to watch all that. And then she went down from there, just kind of researched stuff on her own. I did not enforce anything on her. And once we all got on the hype train for Dynamite to appear, we watched every show together. Uh, if, if not in the same room, all of us are messaging as the show is going on. So,
2: relationships goals,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, literal, <laughs> but but she's yeah. not really watched wrestling at all before this. So, this is a literal casual fan that has now got into and liked AEW. Just to point that out. Now, <laughs> on to what you said. Um. <clears throat> So your first point of Trent versus pot on a weekly show doesn't, doesn't make sense because it has no backstory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would love for you to point to me in the 52 weeks of a WWE raw or SmackDown, how many times they throw together a match that has no backstory on a weekly show a to either get people that have not been on TV before across just so they can get TV time or B to draw so. a new storyline. Or C, or C, to just throw a match together that may or may not appeal to the fans.
1: So obviously you weren't listening as I ended my spiel. I did not say WWE was perfect. They no, do no, the no. song. I'm not
0: saying that. But why make that a main topic
1: when it, it was just everybody,
0: everybody does that. NWA, Impact, Lucha Underground, AEW, WWE, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, CMLL, Triple a Literally every single company going back to the '80s, world class championship wrestling. Anybody has ever has, has done that. So that so, but
1: point makes no sense at all. But okay, the point was that before tonight there was. I'm fine with the match taking place, but there was no explanation as to why it's happening. No explanation as to what it will later lead to. Trent is a tag team wrestler. Pac is not, so more than likely they're not going to fight each other tag team. Um, that that's my last point. Way too many goddamn tag team matches on this show. Um, for the dark show and for the actual Dynamite, there was like eight. Um, but um, yeah. So my whole point is, if there is no point to have the match to grow into a storyline, why have it in the first place? Yes, WWE does the same thing. They're not perfect. No one's perfect. And a lot of the companies that you mentioned that do it, do it because they're indie shows. Again, this has a big indie feel to me. Um, And so, indie shows can get away with it because they don't have a signed roster of people that they, they have from month to month. They bring in random people just to put on dream matches for their crowd to watch. That's what and and to get people accustomed to the crowd, uh, and or to these wrestlers, when you have a signed roster, at least try to build some story. I guess my biggest two, biggest, frustration with the show is in six weeks you've built really your main title picture, and that's about it. I mean, your tag team picture is there, but outside of that, you really have no storylines. Whereas if we can compare for a second, if you go to NXT, there's a storyline in almost every single match. There, it's not good, not at all, not the best programming in the world. But at least there's that storyline there for people who watch it can actually get hooked and want to continue to watch.
0: Evidently, well, you actually haven't been paying attention to anything about AEW because yeah, they've got the Omega, they've got the, uh, Cody versus Jericho match. It built up the Young Bucks versus Cynthia, um, Santana and Ortiz. It built up Hangman versus Pac. It built up the uh, Moxley versus Omega match from Double or Nothing. So I mean, there's four <laughs> matches right there automatically.
1: But none um, of them are, are storylines. They're just we're going to throw people together. And at the end of Full Gear, are what's going to be the continuation of it? Moxley and Omega, they've done since week one. But they really haven't. Built anything of it except for Moxley just attacking Omega and and Omega becoming the cleaner again, and they're holding barbed wire weapons. That's it. Outside of that, the only one in which you have pro- the only promo we have for the most part every single week to build upon the storyline is Cody. That's it, or Jericho. That's it. Well, you're supposed to have that because that's your main event and it's a world title, and they're supposed to
0: have the most meaning to get that. <clears throat> However, I, there's still been four matches that have got the most meaning to them because they've had actual beef to them, in my opinion.
2: And if, now, and if I, still... can, and if...
0: yeah, go ahead. Okay,
2: yeah. Um, and if I can make a point, um, you say well, and yes, you say NXT or WWE is, is falls short and they're not perfect, but heading into the night of what was their last pay per view before Crown Jewel, was it LNSO? Hell in a Cell. Headed into Hell in a Cell. The day of the pay-per-view, we only knew of three matches. The rest of the card was thrown together an hour before the show started. There was no storyline leading up to that. We are a day out, and we have the entire card planned for, for Full Gear. We know exactly what card is going to come up. So the, the bullshit that you're spewing, that well, they haven't built up any feuds, is shit, straight shit from the. Now, I will say, street.
0: <laughs> sorry, I mean, there's a couple matches like the the Sakura versus Riho, the Sean Spears versus Janela. They've, they've <clears> either got one week of storyline or very little storyline. And I mean, that's kind of the caveat to it. But at the same time, at least there was some build up to it the week leading up to the show. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. It's freshly in your mind that, yeah, Janela came out. They had a – they, had a, they uh, Spears beat down Janela, and then Janela came in to make the save on uh, Cutler after that match. So it's freshly in your mind. Riho got beat by Sakura on Dynamite. That's freshly in your mind leading into it. The triple threat tag team match was kind of a last-minute thing, but it's freshly in your mind because Private Party won the match against Dark Order, so that's freshly in your mind, oh, there's a triple threat tag team championship match. Then you get your other four matches you've built up. This is a solid card leading into it because every match at least is like, okay, that makes sense. As to at least why it's okay. happening. It may not be perfect, and it may not make a whole lot of sense, but it at least is freshly in your mind leading into the show. Okay, here's all the matches that's going to happen. Why are they happening? And at least gave four or five days, maybe even a week, leading up to it to say, ah, that's right. There is something about this. There's a little small backstory, maybe not a whole lot, but a little small backstory. It's the same kind of thing you were mentioning about NXT. It may not be perfect, it may not be good, but at least there's a somewhat of a backstory leading into the pay-per-view of that. Anyways, moving on. So I'm trying not to uh, spill anything more of, of what you said, Randall, because I don't want to say anything else to James. So, James, I'm going to let you have the floor, I'm let you okay. have your say of the whole show.
2: Okay, so my opinion is essentially the opposite of what. Mr. Pessimist over here has to say. Realist. Tomato, tomato, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, But here's the thing. I I just want to say, I think he he might hate the show. And that's cool. And that's the thing about professional wrestling. Let me preface before I get in. Is you can like what you like in professional wrestling. I like Orange Cassidy. It doesn't fit everybody's mantra. Um, everybody's style, and I get that, but that's the cool thing about wrestling is you can like certain things, and you can hate certain things, and that's cool, but the reason I think AEW gets so much hate is because it's cool to hate on it, because it's brand new, because people think it's bound to fail, because people feel it's an indie show, but they've
1: beaten NXT in viewership every single week. Yeah, they, if I can just – I don't want to interrupt. This is the only point I'm going to interrupt, though. If you look at the ratings, it, NXT has stayed about where they have been every single week, whereas AEW has declined every week except for this past week where they raised a little bit. And the the margin of difference is smaller now than it's ever been. Um a lot of that has to do with the Survivor Series angle. Uh yes. Um I'm going to I'm gonna use this word. I haven't used it in a while. I guarantee you NXT wins next week. I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't
2: see how they win because it's the week after a pay per view event um for uh, AEW. So you build more storylines. The first thing that you say that pisses me the fuck off is, well, it's been six weeks and they haven't built any storylines. That's not true. They've built all the storyline they need heading into this pay-per-view. It's not a big pay-per-view. It's not their uh, equivalent to WrestleMania. They don't have to build every storyline to have some big... Some big blow off at the end of the at the end of the match. The thing about Omega and Moxley, you say, well, they haven't had many promos. They haven't done. They're building up. It's the anticipation of are they going to fight on the show? No, because they're saving it for
1: tomorrow night at Full Gear. Yeah. <laughs> you can save the fight, but Kenny has not spoken on the mic to do any to respond to what moxley said to him like two weeks ago
2: because this is the thing that you fail to understand with aew is they don't do all of their promos on the show itself you have to watch being the elite you have to watch aew dark you have to be fully and grasped in the entirety of aew to get the full picture
1: of what they're doing and and most fans don't want don't have enough time in their I don't have enough time in my day to go on YouTube every day to see if All Elite Wrestling posted a new video.
2: and that's and that's up to you like I said. You can you have the ability to choose what you watch and what you don't watch. But the thing is with NXT is they don't that, they don't that's not their market. They're not trying to hit YouTube. So they're going to put all their promos on their show WWE will put all their promos on their show or they'll do their exclusive videos on Twitter, but they're not going to hit you the YouTube market because that's not where they get, uh, they don't get a lot of views, um, on YouTube. A lot of their stuff doesn't get a lot of views on YouTube. So it's pointless for them, but they do build up storylines. So it's bullshit. Number one, lie. Number one that you tell, um, but back to what I like about the show, because I don't want to critique everything you say. Um, it felt... So on the, when you watch it on TV, you can see that the crowd is electric. I don't know. It's just something different about going to a show live than watching it on TV. And it's not just wrestling. It's anything. Going to a hockey game live has that different feel, that different atmosphere than watching it on TV. Same thing with football. Same thing with any other sport. Is it feels more, I don't energetic, live, and obviously for the reason of you're seeing it live, um, and not on a screen. Um, I thought the show was set up perfectly for a a go home show, heading to their pay per view event. Everybody knew Orange Cassidy was going to interfere in some way, and he did it in such a way that he didn't interfere with the match so much as, like, the directing who won, who lost. There was no DQ, and he didn't, like, just interfere while Trent and um, Pac were fighting. He just kind of popped up. Um, I think the ref had his back turned as Chucky T was trying to get into the the ring or something like that. And that's when Pac hit him with the, uh, super kick to the face that I screamed. If you listen to the video I was recording, fuck you, Pac. Um, but anyway, that was my highlight of the night just because Orange Cassidy is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, <laughs> um, but, and I'm sure Cody will talk about Cody's promo, uh, Cody, the host, will talk about Cody, the wrestler's promo um, on man, him, style, so I don't want to dive super deep into that, but I don't know. When a promo can grab somebody to almost break down and cry, like it did for me, that, is a, that is a powerful promo. That was... I feel – and Cody said this, I think, on his, um, his media call today, that it wasn't so much an angle, that it was almost a shoot interview. Um, and that, that's how he really feels. That's his passion for, the, for wrestling. Is, and the crowd recognized his passion with the you deserve it chant. And he really does deserve it. It's been 14 years and he hasn't had a world title in almost any competition that he's has ever been in. I think he's won the NWA title, but um, that was just something special and he didn't hold it for long. Um, But fucking best promo of the year, in my opinion. Um, And I don't think anything will beat it for a long time. Um, Probably the best promo I've seen since the CM Punk pipe bomb shit that went down a couple of years ago when he left WWE. Um, Them pipe but, bombs
1: for years before he left.
2: Whatever, I told you to stop interrupting me. Um, but this whole thing and um, with the with Hangman and. Omega fighting for the main event. And that whole thing, that is how you send a crowd home, one, for a show, and two, to get ready for a pay-per-view. Right, WWE usually ends with their main event being a like a contract signing or two people in the ring brawling in some stupid stunt that you know how it's going to end. Somebody's going through a table. With that ruckus that broke out, it was fucking awesome. It was action everywhere. Um and it set up four different storylines and I don't think WWE has done that in a while. Um overall it wasn't a perfect show. They had it up, they had it downs, just like any show is gonna have. Um but for a for a show that I enjoy and I and I do enjoy AEW. I don't know. Watching AEW has almost made me making it to the point where I can't watch WWE anymore because it just sucks in comparison. And that's where I'll end it. Cody, you have the floor.
0: You hit on some very good points there, sir, and, and I definitely agree with just about every one of them. Um, just for a quick comparison, uh, just because I felt like doing this, and I'm not one I think it's it's fun to look at the hoopla and it's fun to look at the aspect of it. So that's why I'm talking about this. I don't care about a whole whole lot. I just think I think maybe because I grew up in this in the Monday Night Wars and I grew up into the whole aspect of that and all that. I just like to look at it and compare it. Not to that, not not to say, oh, AW six and zero in the ratings. Oh, guys, look at that. I just like to look at the aspect of viewership and see how it goes up, how it goes down, shit like that. Now, yes, as AEW lost more viewers in NXT almost on a week-by-week basis? Sure, I'm not going to disagree with that. Even though AEW is 6-0, uh, they started out at 1.4 on their debut episode, and this past week they drew in 822,000. That's still 600,000 people that they've lost. Understandable, kind of questions as to where it went, whatever. I get that. However, NXT has lost viewership every single week, except for this past week. You know they've lost between week one and week two almost 100,000. Between week two and week three, 70,000. Week three to week four, almost 14,000. Week four to week five, almost 100,000. And then this past week, they did go up 300,000. Now, that's still that's great, and it, it was the closest it's ever been this past week. But it still, <clears throat> excuse me, is in comparison. Now OC wasn't advertised for this show, so I, we can't say oh, AJ Styles showed up and they still didn't beat them. He wasn't advertised. Now next week there's a very, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a very good possibility NXT will beat uh, Dynamite just because now people are kind of expecting. Hey, well if AJ Styles appeared on the show, who the hell knows who's going to appear next? But it's funny that they had to do this Survivor Series angle, where it's brand versus brand versus brand, to get this show's rating up, which is crazy to me. In the past, three shows have ended in some sort of brawl and capacity for a WWE televised show. I don't know if it happens on SmackDown tonight. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Um, basically, that's going to happen until Survivor Series, because each brand wants their you know their superiority. Whether it's NXT, whether it's Raw, words, or whether it's SmackDown, you're gonna have a brawl every show because they're trying to set up this this brand supremacy angle. <clears throat> excuse me, that's gonna happen. Now, AEW's rebounded nicely um, from two weeks ago from the World Series to this past week. They drew 822,000, so they they went up. and That was <clears throat> excuse me. I'm still getting over getting sick, so if I cough a little bit. I apologize. <clears throat> um. So, I mean, they're, 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 they rebounded nicely. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout of full, of full gear is going to be next Wednesday when uh, we know who's the world champion, tag team champion, women's champion, the fallout of Omega Moxley, the fallout of Pac and the Hangman, the Young Bucks, and the whole the Elite versus the Inner Circle. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to compare to yet to get another buildup for Survivor Series for NXT. Maybe they win, maybe they don't. Who cares? It would still be 6-1 to one in Dynamite's favor. I don't want people to say, oh, there goes NXT. They're making a comeback now. It is it is what it is. Like I said, I'm not really a person that wants to look at the ratings and go, ha-ha, guys, see, Dynamite 6-0. They're kicking NXT's ass. I'm not really caring about that. I just like to see on a week-to-week basis who loses viewers, who gains it, where they kind of stand, where it is fallout. So that's all I look at. Now, <laughs> I'll quickly get into my little spiel before I let uh, – the wonderful, beautiful channel, Ted Bay over here take the floor. So, my little thoughts about this whole show. Um, I thought the crowd was pretty hot most of the night. I think really the main, the only part that they were kind of down. The women's match had its ups and downs, but I think the Sean Spears Brandon Cutler match that, that definitely had the less re- the, the the less reaction of the whole show. Um, I like seeing Sean Spears. I was questioning. I'm like, man, where has he been the past four or five weeks? So, it was nice to see that, but. Didn't get the great reaction like uh, just about everything else did. Um, <clears throat> crowd was hot though from the start, um, and uh, talked about the botch there. And um, I thought the crowd actually enjoyed private party, private party versus the Dark Order. I was, I was like mm-hmm. expecting this not to be to kind of be a little bit of a dud. Um, yeah. I thought the promo yes. that Jericho showed it wasn't that much of a dud because the crowd was so into it. The crowd pods for it's private Dark- party <laughs> when they won. But it, I'm not everyone, talking about the dark order, I'm talking about private party. Private party won okay, the match, yeah, they got yeah. the most
1: pop, yeah. So they they pop for them. But were they excited for the match? Everyone knew private party was gonna win. They've completely gotten rid of any use for the dark order, they're a comedy act now, which is fine. And they Plenty suck those at, on, they, they they suck at that, they suck at
0: that too. So they're not really a comedy act, though. They're not like an Orange Cassidy type of comedy act, they're just there just to. Russell. So, I mean, you can't tell me that there's definitely some teams in, in any company that has the same kind of thing. I, yeah, so. definitely, but
1: they Dark Order was sort of supposed to, like they this whole build from the beginning when we first saw them, they were built to be like like the, the original time we saw them, the, the crawlers were coming now, and they were attacking everyone, and at least to me, it was meant to be that they, they were going to be one of our main tag team's that we're going to focus on. And now six weeks into the TV, no one cares about them. They know that speaks volumes of that. AEW
0: still has the best tag team division in any company in any company in wrestling right now compared to anybody. They've got the deepest and best tag team division or none. You tell me that I've got a triple threat between private party, the Lucha brothers, SCU. We still got um, uh, Santana and Ortiz. You still got the young bucks still got the best friends? Are you kidding me? Like, any at any given week, any one of those four, five, six tag teams that I just named can be tag team champions and people would still love mm-hmm. it. So
2: and, I mean, then, and then bring it in once Jurassic Express gets healthy again. The Jurassic are, Express gets can...
0: healthy? That's a comeback tag team championship mode right there ready to go. And then, That'd be great.
1: God help us all.
2: I forgot honestly about that. Um, Chris
0: hey, if, if you video. if you were okay with Ric Flair and Roddy Piper being tag team champions in two thousand and six, or no one uh, said I was the damn Spirit Squad or anybody like that, or the Basham Brothers. I mean, there's plenty hey, of I mean, worse tag teams to go around before mm-hmm. Jurassic Express. Right,
1: but I mean, Deucesaurus was... is really the only good one in that team. But hey, Jungle Boy's not that bad of a wrestler if you actually
0: give him a chance.
2: Right.
0: I'm not going to talk but about anyway, Marco Stump, but anyways, okay, continue, James.
2: But I, I honestly almost forgot about that little Jericho video package. But I, now that you brought it up, there is something funny about – so um, the lady that said Chris's aunt.
0: Chris Jericho's or, aunt's best friend from church.
2: Patricia Bobski. If you, if you guys watched Southpaw Professional Wrestling on the WWE Network – Chris Jericho's character I'm pretty sure his name was like Stephen Bobski and I think Patricia Bobski was his ex-wife and so I liked the I liked the little dig that they did on softball professional wrestling Interesting. Kind of I didn't cool. even
0: know that I only watched like one episode I thought it was I thought it was funny but I never
1: See only the marks would know that hey, I only which
2: figured
0: is it okay.
1: out
2: Hey that's Jericho, all right Chris Jericho tweeted about it he, somebody said Patricia. Every, everybody deserves the Patricia Brobsky. and then Chris Jericho said something about it's my ex-wife. Well, that's hey, how that's, I felt That's
0: it. a that's a good research and good comparison. I never knew that. Um, yes. I really enjoyed that. I, I actually enjoyed that women's tag team match. Um, Jamie Hater. I hate. Mm-hmm. I I really don't like her. I really don't. She, she needs, needs a new outfit. Uh huh. Um, but she can be a good heel if she changes up her outfit. She can be a really good heel. Um, Mm -hmm. Riho, there's something about Riho. I don't know what it is yet, but it's something that just that underdog feels still, even though she's champion, that just draws me to her.
1: Maybe Um, it's the fact she's 85 pounds and doesn't deserve the belt. Hey, there could be
0: far worse. Nyla Rose could have easily won the world, the women's world championship, but we would still be in a controversy over that. Um, (laughs) I think Shanna can be a women's champion in AEW given a little bit of a, of a character development, um, I think mm-hmm. her in-ring work is very good, very solid. The,
2: cr- the crowd is already behind her. so yeah, without they're getting without, there. Without much any of any build-up, which is, again, why you need to watch AEW Dark, because, and again, Cody mentions this, uh, I think he mentions it on his media call, um, that's what they use AEW Dark for, is to build up their characters. So you got to watch the entire spectrum of events to get the character development. You can't just watch the Wednesday night show. It's not it's like WWE where you can watch Monday night Raw and that's where you get your character development. You have to watch the entire thing. Like Big Swole, she was on AEW Dark and today she just signed an AEW contract. So they were using She her.
1: refuted that though. She put on she tweeted a a, a gif in response uh who said that.
2: Well, then I, did, I haven't been on Twitter since, I don't know, like seven hours ago. So um, maybe maybe she did. Maybe, right, last thing I saw was she did sign an AEW contract. But again, even if she didn't, she's been used on AEW Dark a lot to either build up the character she's fighting or to build up her own character.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> there's, there's a couple different things of how AEW is supposed to be, you know, different from WWE, and that's one of them. Don't tell me that you don't have time to watch an hour episode of Dark when NWA does their stuff on YouTube and some of these other ones. Back in the day, yeah, people watched just about every sort of wrestling there was. You would watch Monday Night Row on Monday, you'd watch Thunder either on Wednesday or Thursday, you'd watch Saturday Night on Saturday, you would watch Raw on Mondays, uh, Sunday Night Heat on Sunday, Superstars on Saturday, whatever it was. You know, now it's a different day and age where people actually had to watch things and do stuff, but... Hey, listen. If the man's there, they will watch it. Um, crowd popped. Great for Paige and Omega, like I thought they would. Um, the brawl at the end was a great ending. It like like James said, it set up four different pews, set up four different matches. Um, you know, Nick, Nick Jackson flipping from the top of the stage, which is sick. Uh, sick spot there, and the crowd loved that and ate that shit up. So, um, you know, it, it's a good way to build up. Do I agree that they should be doing this? Um, you know, uh, uh, chaos ending a la WCW style from the 90s? No, not every week. Absolutely not. I don't think you'll see that a whole lot more because this is all building up to their pay-per-view Saturday. So maybe the next couple of weeks of the fallout of the pay-per-view, you won't see that as much. I don't know when their next pay-per-view is. They certainly haven't announced it yet. So I'm imagining between mid-November through the end of the year, probably not going to see a whole lot more of that because they don't have a much of a pay-per-view to build up for. But – I think they're going to be definitely focusing on character development a little bit more, building new feuds, new storylines, stuff like that. Um, they're instituting a mid-card title. Yeah, exactly, which well, I'm excited to see that. And Cody, of course, is not saying that it is a mid-card title because he wants it to have somewhat of a prestige close to the right. AEW championship. It's going to be hard to do that. But I, I, I respect for, and appreciate his thought process of trying to be like an Intercontinental Championship when the IC title actually meant something, when the US title right. meant something. So hopefully... Right that's something to look forward to. Maybe that's something that's going to be kind of drawing the attention here for the next few weeks is the um, synopsis and the the mystique around that being built up. Um, So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout is in the next few weeks. So we shall see. Um, I've been to plenty of wrestling shows my whole life, and I'm not going to say AW was the best show I've ever been to. It's definitely in my top three, though, just from the crowd aspect of it. Even if it wasn't a sold-out crowd, Um, which, of course, you would love to see that. But we all know AEW wasn't going to do it, even if NXT went around the world. They're still not going to do the same thing. Nobody is going through these days and age. That's just the way it is. Um, They're tapping into different markets. They're trying to at least. And I applaud them for that. Um, The crowd was still great, though. Um, Still on fire for most of the night. Um, You know, being part of the crowd was really fun. The show was really good not perfect not the best they've ever had but it was a really good setup for the pay-per-view um and it uh it's fun to be a part of so i was excited for that and i hope they do come back soon love to see us get a pay-per-view i think that'd be really really cool um but yeah so
2: and and if i could before before we go to the the lovely wonderful miss haley over here um let's uh i'm trying to convince her and and warm her up to orange cassidy but uh <laughs> it, it might not happen but one thing but, that we all three have uh um forgot to mention that brandy promo was actually pretty good and it's kind of interesting me on what brandy's character is with calm awesome calm um because we haven't seen awesome Kong, I think, since Double or nothing. Double or nothing? Yeah. Um so it's kinda cool to see where where is she gonna be is Brandy just gonna be a valet for Kong or or what exactly is this story going to lead? I mean I I, I liked that um that promo. It was actually pretty it was like mysterious and, and it kind of had this feel of like drawing you in to expect something better
0: Haley just uh, pointed at my attention that she um she actually has some notes written down for what she's gonna be talking about and I was one of
2: be, that's that she kind dedication <laughs> <laughs> she, kinda looked,
0: she looked at me as if why did he just steal my idea and I'm I, like
2: I literally
3: <laughs> um, you know, just just listening to you guys, I was like, oh, okay, great. No one's no one's talked about this yet. <laughs> and then right before, hey. right, right before I got to talk, um,
0: James can attest, test. I've stolen course. a lot of what he was gonna say in just about every episode. So yeah, ain't no, no one's
1: had to, ain't ain't no stole one my ideas yet. So. No, no one steals your right
2: shitty ideas. ideas.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Anyways, the floor is yours, ma'am.
0: Um. Coming from a casuals fan perspective, definitely talk about what you got written down, and then kind of talk about. But before we get into that,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I need to know. I think maybe we've mentioned this briefly, but um, for either the five people that listen to the show or not, hey, it's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: get us up to speed. How, obviously, yeah, you started watching it because of me, but you you've done your own research. You've done you've watched things without even me knowing about it. I would. I would look up some of the stuff that you watch on YouTube and like, you're looking this up and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, don't be ashamed of that. Like, that's awesome. So what has made you a fan of maybe pro wrestling in general, but what has drawn you to AEW and, um, kind of just go about from how you got to this point and then talk about what you thought of the show. The floor is yours.
3: Okay. Um, First of all, bear with me because I'm probably going to be all over the place anyways. um, I've only been to, I think this is my third wrestling show. Um, The very first wrestling show I've ever been to was New Japan Pro Wrestling. (laughs) Um, And then I went to a SmackDown show. No, this will be fourth. Because Clash of Champions.
0: Is that Guys. She's been to four wrestling events this year alone. <laughs> so have I, but at the same time, for a new fan, she's been to a new Japan Pro Wrestling show. Mm-hmm. She's been to two WWE shows and an AEW show. She's almost a pro at this point, so she is seen her fair share of different styles of wrestling, different atmospheres, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, she Why just not... need,
1: she just needs a mania that she has all. all... Said, yeah,
0: once she gets a mania under her belt. <laughs> Just retire. Just, that's pretty. That's a lot to go to in a whole year. So, yeah, it's that's more uh, than
2: I've been to in
0: <laughs> the
2: two years I was dating
0: my ex girlfriend. Yeah, I think this is all setting up to a potential mania one day to kind of build her up to that. Because once you get to a mania, there's really, there's really nothing <laughs> topping that. Mania is always going to be that number one for me as far as crowd reaction and the whole experience. So we're building up to that. But anyways, continue.
3: <laughs> well, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, I've gotten. A little bit of the different styles and everything um you know the very first show the new japan show i just i i was in awe over over everything i love the style love the different um moves and i didn't really realize <laughs> that trent um from the show last night was actually there that night at the new japan show um so i thought that was kind of cool too but um a little bit of what I've learned um going through no I haven't watched it for a long time, obviously. Um you know, and just listening to you guys talking about the storylines and everything. I've I've seen a little bit, especially with WWE. Um, you know, I've followed along with a little bit of the storyline, but especially with AEW now there has been some storylines and I'm really interested in in seeing where it goes because it is still you know really new and super early there's a lot of potential in where they can take it um you know and that that's just one thing that I'm kind of holding on to uh you know obviously it's not going to be perfect it's still in the beginning but I definitely think that the passion behind it all especially from Cody um, you know it, it's, it's got a lot not, of potential not me, to Cody,
1: be I don't know which Cody's more passionate because I think Cody uh, my, <laughs> this Cody he's talking to us maybe a little bit more passionate well I don't know I think he <laughs> just determined
0: got... general Cody is passionate it covers all of it I think. <laughs>
3: Well, he got quite a big head last night like, listening to everyone chant his name, so
2: um <laughs> But, <laughs> but
0: I was represented would, very well.
2: Would this Cody call Lay Champion a stupid dick? No, I love it. <laughs> anyway, I don't know, but that that
3: is one thing. Um obviously, yes, I did get into it because of him. But we definitely don't agree on everything. <laughs> Um, when it comes to who we like and who we don't like. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate <laughs> coming from some of my perspectives, but I obviously don't like Orange Cassidy. I know Randall doesn't either. <laughs> um, I just think he's stupid. <laughs> I really, I really just don't like his gimmick. And um, it is insane the amount of satisfaction I got last night. When he, um, when Pat kind of, you know, knocked him out of the ring. And, oh, I just, that was the best Orange Cassidy moment so far. Uh-huh. So, oh. um, but yes, I also, clearly, Chris Jericho has been in the business for a long time. And I don't know a lot of his backstory with that Uh, yeah I've heard of him um you know growing up and everything but I didn't really watch him and um you know just seeing him now obviously you know he's a heel character and I just you know they don't want you to like the heels I don't care for him and Sammy Guevara. I don't know why I do not like Sammy Guevara. I I know. Um, I'm actually hating
0: that one because at least one of us all like either Jericho or Guevara. Yeah, I don't like either one of
1: them. Currently wearing Sammy's <laughs> shirt right now.
3: Oh, of course. Um, no, I just.
0: Hey Randall, I got a panda head over here. If you want to borrow that.
3: <laughs> um. But yeah, there's. You know, obviously, if you've been watching it from the beginning, and I didn't even see Double or Nothing when it came out. Right. You know, I, I missed the very first show and kind of jumped on board after that. You know, learning about it and trying to play catch up. Um, you know that that Double or Nothing really sparked. Um, you know the whole Cody and Dustin uh match there which you know what we haven't seen a whole lot about um or you know with Dustin here Hmm. lately um I think he was in the last I don't know if it was being the elite or something where Sammy had um he was he was attacking him or something I don't know if you remember that no, it was Jake Hager.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, right in Charleston. Yeah, it was, oh, is it, that, it was is that, that what right that was? A week ago. Yeah. And, uh, Hager snapped his arm in half.
3: Yeah. So, there, I mean, there's definitely, you know, that that's just something else that I like about um, AEW. Um, I think what James was saying earlier <sighs> about the storylines is there is AEW dark, there is being the elite, um, no, you know, not everyone is going to watch every single episode of Dark, Being the Elite, and Dynamite. Um, but it does help, especially to have those other things like Dark and Being the Elite to actually build up those characters. Um, you know, and just just get more background to it. But, um, you know, I definitely think the Brandy promo... That, that's something that I was really interested in because, originally, when it had come out, an Awesome Kong, I didn't know anything about Awesome Kong at all. I was like, "Who is this?" You know, I I had no idea. Um, but I didn't really like the fact that you know Awesome Kong kind of came out and Brandy basically used that to you know, to get through. And, um, you know, the the spotlight's kind of been off of that for a while, and then this promo came up, and um, you know, it, it kind of gives Brandy a... Who's playing cash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: is that? It's... It's, I mean, it's,
3: one of them. it's my TV. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> um... But yeah, you know it, it just it's interesting to me to see where that goes because I, I wasn't really a fan of of that in the very beginning, but I'm interested to see where that actually goes. Um, you know of course, of course, before the show last night, you know you you have certain certain people who you would like to see live. Um, obviously you don't go to an Aew show. Every day, you know, every week or anything, um, I definitely would have loved to have seen Britt Baker and um, Darby Allen, especially too. Um, you know, obviously I'm saddened by the Luchasaurus being out right now. <laughs> um, I am a fan of the Jurassic Express. Um, I really. You know the the last match that they had, um, it was just Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. I just, I don't know. I was extremely disappointed. It hurt her and, heart pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm in the same boat.
2: I love Jurassic Express. <laughs> yeah,
3: I I do. I really I really do like them. I just, you know obviously luchasaurus is is the strength you know the strength and the brute behind the the tag team and i think they work well together um you know and I, i feel like that could be really good for when he does come back you know the tag team itself could make a big comeback and you know they they could go somewhere with that too um but
0: not to cut you off. But mm-hmm. What's whole perfect about that whole situation is they're winless. They don't have a win to their name. The whole team does. So imagine when he comes back and they go on like a five match winning streak, mm-hmm. get to a line for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. Like that whole comeback story just wrote itself right there. Right. So that's gonna be fun to see
1: when they do come back. It's it's exactly.
3: Six months. Six months.
1: Yeah, I think I it's an ACL. I think oh, it's an ACL surgery. So. See,
0: I, I don't know. They said it was an ACL tear and it was going to be six eight months. Then I heard it was a strained hamstring and he was only going to be out of action for six eight weeks. I don't – we may not know the full story, but I guess we'll find out here. Sometime in maybe. 2020. It definitely
1: in <laughs> 2020.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, maybe watch out for the uh, New Year's Day show in uh, Jacksonville if that maybe be a timetable he comes back or maybe after – After that, we'll be like, yeah, maybe looking more towards May or June. But either way, it sets up an interesting dichotomy of we really don't know until we know.
3: Yeah, and I you know, I just I hate to see um, basically the beating that they got in that last match. (laughs) Um,
0: Lucha Brothers. uh...
3: Yeah, the, the Lucha Brothers really
0: Did a number on them. Yeah, they did.
3: Um, (laughs) But, you know, and and I I actually really like the Lucha Brothers, too. Um, You know, I think they're a great, great tag team together. But um, I I just don't think Jungle Boy and Marco even had a chance at all. (laughs) Um, You know, and it would have been completely different if Luchasaurus had been in that match. But um you know like you said 2020 I think they're definitely going to be making a big comeback. <laughs> um you know and, and you guys talked a lot about the the brawl at the end. Um I had kind of mixed feelings about that. I do feel like no you can't end every show in that and I know it's been I think you said what four out of the last six. Um my thing with, with the brawl last night, it can be a bit much, especially trying to keep up with, you know, who's fighting over here, there, you know, just, just trying to take it all in. Um, and then you have moments where, you know, they, they kind of captivate your attention to one particular thing with, you know, what was mm-hmm. that, Matt Jackson that
0: I believe it was bad that either that or I think it was Nick. I think it was, was Nick who yeah, flipped off, um, the, uh, off
3: the. Yeah, knee. where, you know, it kind of grabs your attention and brings it all back full circle. Like, hey, over here. And then, you know, just something, you know, where he jumps, you know, flips from that high up, um, you know, which was exciting and everything, of course. But like I said, it, it can be a bit much. Um, Yeah, I I get they're just trying to bring up the. is your
0: light on, baby. Oh, Randall's in here.
3: (laughs) Um, Making a special appearance
0: on the show is James.
3: You know. (laughs) (laughs) They're
2: trying to build up. Can you? You know, obviously. Shut the door. If you're going to leave the door open, mute your microphone.
1: I gotta leave the door open. The cats need to come in here.
2: They, <laughs> they don't gotta shit for twenty four hours.
0: <laughs> What's Shut you, the damn door? The 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 content you get when uh, <laughs> recording live on, on this show is <laughs> great. <Right.
3: laughs> Continue. Oh, I don't. Uh, what was I I don't even know where and I was that.
0: You're getting to the you're kind of wrapping up the brawl how um
3: yeah I mean um like I said I I get where it was you know just showing you the tension and you know everything in between the inner circle and the elite um but at some point I just have to think like when is that going to really come you know full circle and you know I'm, I'm just excited to see you know tomorrow night um definitely you know Cody versus Jericho um I have a feeling you know the inner circle and the elite there I don't know if there's gonna be another brawl like that you know it's probably but like I said it's you know every show it's a bit it's a bit
2: much that was one thing if I can interrupt for a second um (laughs) One thing I forgot to mention, Randall, you said, "Well, it kind of sets up where Cody's going to win the, the 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 thing." Not necessarily, my friend. If I can go uh, in my lead, Corso, not so fast. It can set up a DQ. The match is a regular match, probably with a thirty or sixty-minute time limit, and DQs DQs a lot uh, are alive, and there's championship advantage. So if the inner circle interfere, Cody can win by DQ and not get the title, there's loopholes. Cody might not have to necessarily win the match clean, and he can still advance the storyline, because I don't think necessarily the storyline is Cody versus Jericho for the title, and the big picture, it's the elite versus the inner circle and when they collide to do their five-on-five five match. Sure. Well, we'll get to uh,
0: the predictions in just a minute, but continue.
2: Yeah, I definitely
3: think that that's a good point because, um, like you said, there there are some loopholes in that that I think they may take advantage of because it is still really early in the actual show. I don't think that Cody is going to make such a big you know, commitment of never – being able to, um, you know, to fight for that championship again, uh, you know, and especially given the persona of, you know, the inner circle, especially, and, you know, with their record of interfering, um, I definitely think that there is going to be some kind of interference, whether it be from probably the inner circle first, (laughs) um, you know, and then, of course, the elite will probably step in, and there will be some sort of clash like that um you know, but, but like like polls, which I think may may be the result um you know tomorrow with that
0: that that now that like I said, that's from somebody who was up and watching wrestling a whole lot and took her own notes, so a round of applause for. From Miss Haley on, on the, giving her <laughs> whole spiel on that yeah, and if I,
2: <laughs> dedication. There's a lot of wrestling marks that don't have that much dedication
0: to it. very true. Notes.
2: That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Okay,
0: so after all that, let's. Uh, we're not going to spend an hour doing this. We're going to go lightning quick on this. Um, you can give one specific thing. I'm going to save mine for the very end of the very of the main event. On what you think will happen in the match, if you do have that, do it very quickly. But I'm looking straight for can you. Write, write down our predictions. Just put your, you know, initials, and we're gonna keep tabs of this. And we come back next week, even if Haley doesn't join us, we're gonna have uh, a uh, kind of record keeping here just to see for we'll fun who who is either right, who is either wrong, and uh, go from there. So I'll let her kind of write that down real quick. We're just gonna do a lightning quick. Um, go through the whole card of eight of, uh, full gear, which is happening tomorrow night of this recording. If you're listening to this, it's probably having tonight. You can watch it live on BR live. Um, you can also watch it on fight international, all that good stuff. So, um, we'll start at the bottom and kind of go all the way up. I don't know if this is exactly how the card is going to be, but we're just going to go off of what, um, I'm seeing, um, is going to be on here and kind of go off of maybe importance of it. I don't know. We'll see. So we'll start Sorry, out Real quick Are
2: we doing buy-in <laughs> as well?
0: I was just going to say it looks like the only one they've got announced so far Is just one match for the buy-in Which is uh, Britt Baker Versus B. Priestley um, We'll kind of go For every one of these matches We'll go We'll go. Randall, James Ailey and myself So Randall you go first Randall uh, B or Britt Britt James B. Priestley Haley.
3: Uh, definitely Britt.
0: I'm going to go with Britt as well. Bert Baker takes the W. We move to. You write down like who pick who? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to be very confusing. I <laughs> about. Anyways, next match we'll go uh, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Rattle first.
1: Uh, Spears.
0: James. Janela. Haley.
2: Spears.
0: I'm also going to go with the perfection. Sean Spears taking the W in Baltimore. Hangman Page versus Pack Randall. Page. Jimmy Jam James. Page. Miss Haley.
3: Page.
0: <laughs> I think we're going to go with clean sweep here. Yeah. Also going for Hangman Page. I think he, obviously, with Pack getting the win at. Um, all Out, or not All Out, um, on, the, on the show the show
3: I mean, this Cowboy Shit.
0: Cowboy Shit will be unleashed tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> AEW Women's Championship match. Riho versus Emmy Sakura Randall. Riho. James. Uh, Riho. Miss Haley.
3: I really hope Riho. <laughs> uh,
0: I think we're going to head for another second clean sweep. Riho will retain her championship as well. Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Randall.
1: p and Proud and prou- Powerful. Proud, proud
2: and Powerful. That's Santana and Ortiz. Uh, James. <coughs> Super kick party will be unleashed. Young Bucks. this
3: Definitely Young Bucks because I cannot stand Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> Um, so whichever one which his problem, home, <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand.
0: Oh god, okay, that's great. In, um, yeah. I do like the unbucks. I hope they win, but I'm gonna go with Proud and Powerful, say Ortiz gonna take the w. <laughs>
1: See me and Cody are gonna
0: go undefeated. <laughs> AEW, World Tag Team Championship, Triple Threats. Say with me. S C U. Defending the championships against the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. Randall, who you got?
1: So Uncensored. Center. Chains. Private party. Ooh. All right, Miss Haley.
3: Um the Lucha Brothers.
0: We're all we're all gonna have different teams. I love it. I'm also gonna go with the Lucha Brothers. We'll, so no, I'm uh, the only
1: perfect one here.
0: Hey, that's all right. On, that's okay. Maybe on. different in some capacity. But I like that everybody kills different teams. That's good. <coughs> Let's see. What else we got? What else we got? Unsanctioned lights out match. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Randall.
1: This is a tough one. Omega.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm assuming Dang. this will be the main event since it in order to be lights out, it has to go last.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Who you, you pick, James? I'm sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's tough. I'm gonna go Moxley. Even though I love Omega.
0: See, I I see your theory on that, Randall, and it would make sense. I I just think the the world title match is gonna go on last, even though they're gonna they're gonna somehow spin it to where they're gonna make lights out match somehow second to last. I don't know. I just feel like somehow the, the world world time is gonna go out last. I'm gonna go. I gotta go with my boy. I gotta go with Kenny. I gotta go with Kenny. <laughs> and Haley, who you gotta go away Definitely Omega. So Omega. Now we get to the main which should be the main event. I think we all agree it should be the main event. If not, we'll
1: see. Main so, event. So, so now it's gonna be the main event of the card. It's unsanctioned, so it's not technically part of the card.
0: True. And, so, and that's why I said I, I can see where that, that does happen. It happened at Fighter Fest. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. It would make sense, though, based upon the actual match title of it. But main events for sure of the card AEW World Championship match. I'm assuming it's going to be a 60 minute match. There are three judges at ringside. No matter how you feel about that, it just adds to the history, you know, the hysteria of it. So it is what it is. Chris Jericho, champion defending Le Champion versus the American Nightmare Cody. If you have a quick synopsis of what you think may happen, um,
1: quickly let it let it happen and then give us your predictions.
0: So, Randall first,
1: cool. All right, so first off, they announced uh, so two announcers happened before the match, uh, one. We have judges too. If Cody does not win the title, he will never challenge for it again. Which means we're going. Know. Which means we're going to the judges, because there's no reason to have them there, so we're going to the judges. And Cody somehow winning the title. Here's how I think it happens: he, one of the judges, um, will be someone like Dustin or Diamond Dallas Page or MJF. And it's going to be a one-one situation. They're going to come down to this last judge, and they have to pick who's. And so, Cody has them in his back pocket. Type type thing. That's how I see Cody winning. I'm picking Cody to win with that in mind. Um, now, uh, a podcast I listened to earlier this week uh, made mention. That it would be great. If the all-knowing Dave Meltzer was one of these judges, seeing that he knows everything about wrestling and has done this for such a long time, but knows absolutely shit about the business. Anyway.
0: I think all of us can agree with that, that we don't like Dave Meltzer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Have they actually so, yeah who the
0: judges are, or we don't know still?
1: The, they have not announced that I have seen. Okay. Um, but yeah, Cody wins. Um and that sets Jericho free to go do his promo work for Wrestle Kingdom.
0: All right, um, Mr. James, you're next.
2: So let me set it up. I think. Sorry I think
0: you take my ideas, sir. I'm going to kill you.
2: <laughs> I think Cody wins, but by disqualification. And I think this is the moment going to do it where we it. see you son of a bitch. the we see you son. the mjf heel turn damn you the MJF <laughs> heel turn. and mjf turns and joins the inner circle and turns on cody Jer- uh, cody wins the match but Jericho retains the title
1: mm. I, i'm sorry cody i
2: hate cody. you i hate you <laughs>
1: I hate you too, cause um, now that means I have to cheer for MJF. <laughs> so you're going with Cody wins by DQ,
0: Jericho retains the time. Yes. Okay. Just put Cody for James, Cody wins by DQ, Jericho retains. Just put that. Um, Haley, you go next.
3: Okay. Since
0: I have to come up with a new idea.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, jameson took his idea. Um, well, then you're for really gonna time, like.
2: For the amount of times he's stolen my ideas, I think this one is payback.
0: <laughs> just
2: he's true. just getting even. It's very true. It's very true.
3: true. <laughs> um, you're probably not gonna like what I have to say then because I, you know what w- what you said earlier about. Um, you know, the the loopholes and everything like that. I definitely think that this match will probably be um, a DQ. Um, how that's going to happen, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, what, what you were saying, and, and I didn't even think about it, but as soon as you started talking about MJF, um, you know, we, we've seen a little bit leading up to the the heel turn here um you know i th- I thought he was gonna do it gosh i, I don't remember which show it was it
0: was
3: all out all out yeah i thought he was <coughs> gonna do it at all out um you know he kept his loyalty and everything but you just have to wonder how long that that's going to actually um you know how long he's gonna actually stay loyal to cody uh, so I definitely think that that could be a very interesting turn to the night. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that Cody, mm, Cody will probably win. But like I said, I, I don't know if it's going to be DQ, but I'm I'm leaning more towards more towards that at this point.
0: Like a DQ finish. Yep, a street finish, shall we say? What happened? <laughs> I'm gonna go totally different than everybody. Um, I I think this is my whole theory on this, and if, if it it could quickly get debunked just by the judges because this all relies on the judges. Because if the judges are wrestlers like DP or like uh, MJF or just like um, you know uh, DDP, anybody, no matter Dustin, um, if it's like for whatever reason like a melter or something like that, that is not a wrestler and is not integral in this at all. is going to debunk my whole thing. Somehow or another, the inner circle and the elite are going to come down. They're going to fuck each other up. And somehow the judges are going to get involved with this. That leads to maybe the judge is trying to, you know, get everybody out of the ring, help the security guards, get everybody out of the ring and leave it to Cody and Jericho. This is where we get MJF to come in, smash Cody over the head with a chair, leading to him or joining the inner circle And Jericho actually pins Cody and retains the championship. So I'm going with Jericho will actually pin Cody and Jericho retains somehow or another. And I think this is going to set up. Yeah. Cody will have that theory. I'll never wrestle for the AEW world championship again, somehow or another. And this is just, I don't know. I know we're not supposed to get into all this. And I know maybe you're like, well, why are you doing this? We didn't do this, But this is just my down the road thinking that MJF is going to turn. And join the inner circle. Somehow or another, um, somebody from the inner circle, maybe Jericho or maybe down the road, MJF turns on Jericho and makes it his own stable and gets the AEW World Championship. And either Jericho will say it if he's still champion and MJF doesn't turn on him. Or if MJF turns on Jericho and becomes world champion. Either way, one of them is going to set up down the road and say, hey, Cody, you know that whole stipulation you said a few months ago about not wrestling for the championship? (laughs) I'll give you one last opportunity. However, if you don't win, you're out of AEW, out of wrestling. Like, if you lose, you lose your EVP. You lose, I'll -hmm. take over, whatever. That kind of whole setup, and Cody will then win the world championship that way. But I do think, while, yeah, that simulation is there, it's not fully going to stay there for the long time. It's not going to come from Cody saying, give me one more chance. It's going to come from the champion saying, you know what? I'm going to give you one last chance. However, you got to put everything on the line. So That's how they're going to sit down. But yes, Jericho will retain by actually pinning Cody. Mm. So it shall be... Uh, we're all over the place just now. we got a couple matches that we we'll are all agree on, but we're all over the place, and I like that. So <laughs> it should be interesting to keep tabs on uh, on who will win or not. I hate to say that, but Mr. James will not be able to watch it tomorrow night with us or watch it in general.
2: Why is that, James? I'm so sorry. So, in the excitement of the moment of finding that um, basically row one seats for the South Carolina Gamecock game were only $90 instead of the normal 350 bucks, I purchased tickets to watch South Carolina only to find out about 30 minutes later, oh wait, shit, the biggest pay-per-view that I've ever wanted to see in my goddamn life is on that night, and now I've already wasted 300 bucks on tickets because Ticketmaster fees are fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm going to watch South Carolina play App State tomorrow night. Please don't <laughs> spoil the goddamn event. Cause I'm going to have to find $50 and buy it, buy it so I can watch it.
0: Hey, maybe uh, during halftime they'll put on the show uh, for you.
2: <laughs> during halftime, it's the spirit of Cox, okay? Excuse me? <laughs> the the spirit of carolina marching band
0: oh
3: so in other words james is missing this big paper to <clears> you to <throat> go watch a bunch of cocks
2: tomorrow
0: exactly yes
3: that's that's what i
2: got from
0: uh, at halftime everybody every male pulls on the <laughs> pants and it's a there um, you go. <laughs>
2: uh, <hearing> you,
0: James. <laughs> on a yeah. separate topic um i already felt bad in general for uh the remaining four teams that are or three teams four teams that are – three teams that are facing Clemson uh, in the remaining part of the season. I now feel very bad for NC State, Wake Forest, South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. We're about to run that great, score
2: up.
0: It's about to be It's bad to be a bloodbath. Um, look at the Gary well, Bonds field.
2: Let's well, see. This is how – we're going to talk football for a second.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're not getting into the rankings. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Know, I'm
2: just saying. I'm just saying we have some good matchups coming up. Um, Penn State yes, plays – plays number 13 uh sorry 16 i believe and Minnesota. also undefeated Minnesota and Ohio State given the fact they're probably going to destroy uh Maryland this week but their top player their top defensive player and the best player in the country is not playing because the NCAA found out he's took money from a friend and uh suspended him so
0: LSU versus Alabama is tomorrow, two versus three. Going to be an interesting matchup, matchup of the year probably. Um, you know, either way, Clemson's in pretty as long as we kill everybody we're facing for the rest of the year, we're going to easily be in the playoffs. But um, a lot of big matchups happening in the college football world. I'm glad that the Bama versus LSU game is at 3.30 so I can get home and watch the rest of that game before AEW, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just beginning ESPN alerts of when Clemson is up 75-3 to over NC State. <laughs> Um,
2: See, NC NC State got their ass kicked by Wake Forest last week. So I think y'all are winning like <laughs> 85 to nothing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm feeling just very bad for Wake Forest and <laughs> NC State and then you guys in three weeks. Um, you know, well, I don't
2: know. We might play, play upset like we did against Georgia.
0: You got your one upset of the year. Don't count two. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, we got close to a minute, under, uh, under an hour and a half. We, we got close. To That's all right. Um, we had four, three guests on the show. I was expecting it to be a lot longer than this. So I appreciate everybody for their due diligence and not getting off topic on everything and, and uh, so, getting out I, everything they have.
1: Yeah, Can I make one final statement before we leave? Here we go. Here we go. It's going to be very short. It's two points. Okay. Well, it's only one now because I forgot what the second one was why you guys were the <laughs> oh football. God. So <laughs> short of <I> remember loss. <laughs> um, it's so one point. Um, and I wanted to say it while y'all were talking about the ratings, so we could be on topic, but uh, y'all don't want me interrupting, so I, I politely waited towards the end of the show to say this.
0: You could have you said um, it right after I said something about
1: it. And it was already at the end of the show. Go ahead. Anyway, so. <laughs> You were reading off them numbers and you know, saying 1,800,000. I read somewhere that um, TNT's happy with the numbers they're getting because they only expected 500,000 people to watch, which made me question in what world do we live in where in 20 years, 80% of wrestling fans no longer watch wrestling on TV? Whether or not we care about ratings, ratings don't matter anymore. They really don't, especially when they're done by Nielsen because not everyone has a Nielsen box anymore. Um, Nielsen is so,
0: just horrible in
1: general. Right. Um, and so ratings necessarily don't matter. It's the product actually being on TV that matters. Um, but um, we've in 20 years from when WCW was bought by WWE, till present day, have gone from 10 million people watching to now on a good week, 2.5 million. So my, it's not really necessarily saying, oh, um, it's more so a question. Where have these people gone and more so a challenge to the companies that are on TV? How come you're not trying to get them back? Um, it seems now NXT is definitely promoted towards the indie indie fans. AEW is completely towards to the people who like the New Japan, ROH style. Raw and SmackDown are just garbage in general. Um, and they're 20 years behind the time on what they think is cool. So why are we not doing anything to get these people back that enjoyed wrestling in the late 90s but no longer want to watch it because it's and there's multiple reasons why. A lot of it to me is the the uh, the fact that you got 185-pound people um, beating people like Braun Strowman. Um, wrestling in the 80s was a lot more simplistic. It put two big dudes together, have them throw, e- throw each other around the squared circle for 10 minutes, have one of them win. You hated the heels, you cheered the, the good guys, and everyone had a good time. Now you just... You have a bunch of flipping and flopping, and a bunch of boxes right. everywhere, and dangerous spots, and people dying almost every week.
2: All right, fucking so. Jim Crank, get off the fucking air. Um, <laughs> you, I'll answer your fucking question. Name one goddamn TV show that gets ten million people watching a week, and the only Monday people, Night Football. I mean, that's it. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and that, that's it. There's no weekly episodic television show that gets more than three to five million people it's because less people watch cable tv nowadays they they get it for free on their amazon their jailbroken amazon fire stick and that doesn't fucking count towards nielsen ratings
0: yeah i, I think that <laughs> nowadays ratings just don't they're not the same as they was that, that they were twenty years ago. Not that twenty years ago they were just as accurate. They're just as inaccurate. But it you had a lot less people. You had a lot more people actually watching television, watching television, mm-hmm. not going to the internet. Not they didn't have you know they didn't have YouTube back then. To where you, like, watch the highlights. They didn't have. They had VCRs. You could have recorded it, but people you know for the most part actually watched the shows. You know it. it <laughs> Times do change. I do think, you know, this style of wrestling is the way that it, it just is. Um, you know, I, 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 I enjoy it. Not every fan's going to enjoy it, but as you said, it is what it is. Um, I'm not saying, I don't think the 80s way is the best way as far as the slower pace matches and, and whatnot. However, I do believe that if we had the 80s styles, like MJF is one of the only real logistics heels, like heel heels in the business. Jericho kind of is, but people still love him. People generally, even though MJF is kind of a tweener at the moment, which is weird, uh, that's why his yeah. eventual heel turn will make him a heel finally again. But for the most part, MJF is a heel true and through. He's like that outside of the ring, inside the ring, in an airport, at home. He is somebody who does not give a shit and will be that heel 24-7. I mean, we need more of those who, yep. I guess, break kayfabe and like legitimately want to be hated. I think people right. are afraid to be like that nowadays. If they don't, you know, if they had the mentality of like an MJF or like you know, back in the day a a four horseman or anything like that where they just legitimately don't give a damn if people like them or hate them and just want to go out there and be the best that they can be and draw the most heat and yeah, it could definitely be back to that point for sure, but right. I think people are just want to be stars now. They just want to make the most money and be stars so you have a lot less people who Care about the development of their character and want to be shown as a person who, like, you're uncomfortable to ask questions because you know you already know what they're going to be like. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, that's a problem. And it.
2: It was, speaking of MJF, he's such a heel that on a StarCast signing today, he signed a picture of, of or an autograph for a woman and it said, Two big whore signed MJF. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's what I said, MJF is honestly the most legitimate heel in the in the business, bar none, because of things like that. He generally doesn't care. So, I mean, if we had more of those across the board, not just AEW, but anywhere, the business would be a lot better off because you would have those people, you're going, God, I hate him, such a dick. You wanted to legitimately see their ass getting kicked. So, if we have more of those, I think wrestling would definitely be a little bit better, but uh, popularity-wise. But I think wrestling is so cool. I mean, back then, you know, between the mid-'90s, between mm-hmm. 93, 94 to 2006, WrestleMania was held in an arena. Since 2007, it's been held in stadiums. Yeah,
2: so, stadium,
0: while yeah. the popularity may not be what it was 20 years ago, as far as ratings concerned, WrestleMania is still selling out just about every year. So
1: Most of look those at are European fans, way. though.
0: Hey, it's still selling out. 70,000, 80,000 people, year in, year out. So... They're still making money. WWE's making and, more money now than they ever have. So.
2: I think the other thing that is the reason why they're losing so many fans, <laughs> or at least viewing television fans, is because of the dirt sheets like Meltzer and Brad Shepard and all these other dirt sheet sites that are just spo- giving the spoilers away for every single fucking thing. Yeah. Why tune in when, like tonight, I saw all this I saw that the New Day was won the their seventh tag team title over the Revival because they taped the show in England this morning. Yeah, I, so I,
1: don't look at the spoilers it's that easy.
0: That's easy to say though. I mean, it, it, it's it's everywhere on social media. That's the hardest part is you have to go off social media for literally, you know, like today you have to be on off of it all day long and unless you're careful, people can have spoilers for weeks in advance. and You are like, oh, I knew that three weeks ago. Why did I even watch? You know, why was I... Why did I even watch if I'm not going to be surprised? So... It and was they, like that, though, 20 years ago, though. So, I mean, it's, unfortunately, the way it is, I guess.
2: And, like, they already taped Monday Night Raw. But like, Monday Night Raw spoilers are already out there. So...
0: Yeah. It's just different. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. So... Um
2: and, and that is one reason why Impact Wrestling won't draw that big of a crowd is because they tape their stuff weeks in advance. And
1: the show's I mean it's good, but you got a woman in your main title picture. Not saying it's bad, but there's a reason Eli Drake left that company. Um
0: and that's where that we it is- because we're gonna get into a whole other debate about uh who shouldn't shouldn't be in main event pictures and then get I- off topic about everything. Before
1: before you end, uh this one <laughs> final state this one final statement uh to everybody. Uh um shit, what was I gonna say? <laughs> main damn point, Come on now. <laughs> oh yeah that's the third time you left the point. Um so <laughs> We, we we all disagree on everything, but I think here's one thing we all need to agree. Richard's been in control about the same amount of time Bischoff was. Time to get rid of his fat, lazy ass out. Vince Russo's looking for a job, so oh, that's all I'm going to end it with. Fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead and try something. You've tried everybody else.
0: <clears throat> Listen, <clears throat> um, how about Triple H? There's a reason why Vince Russo hasn't been signed by Impact again, NWA New Japan. It, yeah, because those it dirt
1: sheet been. those dirt sheet writers trashed his name uh, and blackballed him from the from the business. That's why.
0: Hey, I hate I hate them just as much as I hate Russo. So I mean, I it, it is what it is. Either way, I think we all think wrestling in some capacity is still cool. We buy the merch, we watch the it's shows.
1: It's not quite cool It's not cool at all. It's twenty years behind the times. It, it is why the cool. fuck are you watching? Exactly. I watch it because I. To me, I watch it to pass time, and because it's something we all do uh, as fun. Uh, if I did well, not so know it, any... it's of,
0: somewhat fun,
1: it, and it's fun. It's fun to watch and just make fun of it, because that's what it is now. It's a laughing stock of culture. No one, nothing cool. like the coolest dude you have in professional wrestling is Roman Reigns. He is cool, but they're not using him as cool. He, his character now is I survived le- leukemia. Congratulations. You look cool. You have the the vest on and you have all this. You're cool. Why are you not using him that way? Sammy Guevara. You hate him or not, he's cool. There's talent there. He looks like a fucking male version of Miley fucking Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) That is not
2: cool. Uh, What we're
0: missing is Carly Doe. He knows what cool is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He he, Uh, he knew what cool was in 06 but he knows it now. Um, then Adam, Adam, Adam Rose. If we had those two, we'd be fine. Um, He's ripped now, anyway. Uh, and then, my final,
1: so part, I remember my last point. I said this earlier after the show, but and, and I'll, this is truly the last thing I'll say. Um, the greatest character in professional wrestling today, in terms Everything. of character and potent like just star power, swear to, to me. I'll preface it by saying this: He's not the greatest champion. The greatest champion today is Nick Aldis. He's a true fighting champion, great guy. NWA power, uh, but I the best—that's
0: that. Okada. But anyways,
1: continue. But the but the best overall character in professional wrestling today is Adam Cole. Bullshit. That or don't. I love Adam Cole. Adam Cole's a great guy. Um. He's going AJ's, to be the future of the company. It's still my favorite, but I mean, but he's the he's, he's not the future of the company. No. Well, yeah. I can, like, I can name I can name like four
2: other people
0: that I would choose over him. I mean, Adam Cole's in my top five favorites at the moment. So I, mean, I can't I can't disagree <laughs> with that um anyways um and we you know that's the great thing about us we can all disagree about everything and anything at any time and have five hours of a podcast because that's what we can do but <laughs> at some point we do at the end and there's a review <laughs> tomorrow night so we hope that those who are listening will watch it comment on it if you hated it if you loved it if you're indifferent why or why not hey and uh that's how that's how we are as a society is you're supposed to just give feedback so we appreciate that i hope you guys give us feedback on this show how we did want to appreciate everybody that was a guest today on this show. Definitely take a listen to Unhinged Wrestling Podcast with Randall.
1: You can follow him on Facebook Do you have a Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, UH Wrestling Pod. Um, I had yeah. merch, but they made another uh, typo error, so I got to refix it. Um, so for the third time, I got to order another shirt. Well, there you go.
0: <laughs> And then you can listen to Tank in the Bump with James, also on Facebook and Twitter, at
2: go ahead at T the B podcast.
1: You yeah, got tuberculosis, and you like cop down.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you got me at Beyond the Curtain. And there is no O in Beyond, so it's just B E Y N D the Curtain on Twitter as well as Facebook. Yeah, on the current wrestling podcast. You can listen to all three of our podcasts under the Outlaw Wrestling Network banner. You can follow that on Facebook as well as Twitter. You can listen to all of our podcasts here on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. You can listen to us also on Spotify, I think we're said that Apple Cast, as well as Google Podcasts as well. Um, take a look to all of our shows as we definitely are um, wrestling enthusiasts. And I also want to thank my lovely girlfriend for joining us tonight. It was definitely a breath of fresh air, giving a different perspective of just in general, somebody liking the business. Maybe she'll come back for a couple more if she liked it, and if you guys liked it. But if not, do appreciate you joining us. Hopefully, maybe we'll hear more of you down the road. So appreciate everybody tuning in for this episode to be on the curtain. Please like, follow, subscribe, share, share, share. Feedback is crucial. Let me know how well we did, if we sucked, how badly we sucked, what we can fix (laughs) on, or if you loved it. Tell us why you loved it. With that, I am Cody. appreciate you guys listening. We will see you guys on the curtain next time.
1: And Epstein oh, didn't yes. kill himself.
3: Oh my God, I swear to you, I was going to say it. I hate everybody. I was going to say
1: I it. I hate everybody. I hate everybody. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> the rest of your day, night, evening,
0: morning. <laughs> drink a lot of coffee, drink a lot of alcohol. Watch Full Gear. <laughs> and watch the news. Until so then, guys, we'll <laughs> see you next time.
2: Freshly <laughs> squeezed. Fresh
0: oh my God. <laughs> That's how you end the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: for the presentation
0: of the Alas Sports Network.